we're, we're going to talk today about growing together. And with that, I just want to make mention, this is a life group connection moment. Following the service, and I'll dismiss just a little bit early so you can do this, we're going to have life group leaders in the hallway. If you want to get information about Westover life groups, ask questions, how does it function, how to be involved, they'll be there to help you. If you are ready to join a life group, you say, I've been coming and I know I need to do it, and you want to join a life group in room 100, right out of these doors, take a right, before you get to the west entrance, it's just right over there, room 100. Our life group pastor and team are ready to help you. We're ready to start about 20 new life groups and we will help you find a life group to get connected today. We're gonna to talk about growing together. This is a part of a conversation I'm having with the church and I'm talking about spiritual priorities. One spiritual priority that I shared with us last week was raising up a new generation of spirit-filled leaders in the church. And as a product of that, and I'll just give you a brief summation, we are recalibrating and casting vision and changing our programming for student ministry. What's happened this week? For one thing, our high school students are with us here in the auditorium this weekend. Good to have all of the uh, high school students with us. We have launched a Wednesday night high school service. Wednesday night at 7 p.m. in the gymnasium is a service just for high school uh, students. It's charged up. It'll be a spiritual challenge for you. Pastor Tito is speaking in that. Uh, we invite you to get connected with that once a month. There's going to be a high school connect moment in room 100. That is to say, students that come on the weekend, you, you, if you, high school students, you just want to meet other high school students. You want to find a place. You want to make friends. In room 100, for each service, we're going to have a connect moment where you can go in there and just hang out with the youth pastor, get a chance to meet other high school students that attend schools, the school that you attend. Moreover, we have recalibrated middle school ministry. We've got to take a quantum leap in this. Right now in our student center, we have two middle school services going on. We've doubled our middle school ministry to two. And what we did is we took the fifth graders and now the fifth graders are in what we call middle school ministry. And we put the fifth and the sixth grade together in one service, the seventh and the eighth graders in another service. As we moved the fifth graders in, we felt like it might be a little intimidating for fifth graders to be with eighth graders, but we recognized that fifth graders, very precocious today. I mean, when I was a fifth grader, I was hoping to get a new BB gun and buy a candy bar this week. But I will tell you, in social media, fifth graders are, 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 are dealing with cyber bullying. It's, it's, it's amazing how many, how many middle schoolers can describe an experience they're going through called depression. They, they know a friend that's talked about suicide. I, that, that never even entered my, my vocabulary when I was in the fifth grade. And we recognized that fifth graders, we needed to address more adult mature issues with them. So we're moving the fifth graders into a fifth and a sixth grade service and then a seventh and eighth grade both on Wednesday and weekends and that's happening right now well another part of our spiritual priority at Westover is we want to ambitiously develop fully devoted followers of Jesus ambitiously develop 
fully devoted followers of Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew 28, he said to go out and make disciples. Jesus said that discipleship doesn't just happen by accident. There's more to discipleship than just believing. You can believe, but you have to, you have to make a determination. You have to make disciples. And at Westover, we say it's good to grow. It's good to grow in the Lord. God takes us with our mistakes, our failures, and our weaknesses, yes. But God is saying you don't have to live with that failure, mistake, and weakness. And God's solution is spiritual growth. Moreover, I say, what God does not change through prayer and miracle, God intends to change through growth. If, if you've asked God to change something and, and prayed a prayer and it hasn't changed, if you haven't received the miracle, perhaps it's getting past some dif- dysfunction on how you were raised, so a, a tendency, a habit, a disposition, a struggle, an insecurity, relating better to your son or daughter, learning how to to communicate to your stepson or daughter if there's an issue you're saying god just change it god help me resolve it and it hasn't changed through prayer or miracle god intends that it change through growth and and spiritual growth allows us to take on the dna of god literally our spiritual dna changes through growth as we grow in the Lord, we become more like Christ, Christ's likeness, and less like the person we used to be. God changes our desires, our temperament, our focus, our priorities, the DNA, our spiritual DNA begins to be altered. With that in mind, I invite you to join me in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to read verse number 27. Verse number 27 He's speaking to the church. You know Jesus, you're part of the church. You've accepted Jesus as your savior. You said, Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, come into my heart. We call that making new here. If, if Christ is coming to your heart, you're a part of the body of Christ. Let's read verse number 27. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. Each one of you is a part of it. We live in a very individualized culture today, American culture. Well, I want to choose what kind of style I want. I want to choose what kind of soft drink. We, we have so many different varieties. Why? Because we're all individuals and we're different. And we take that individuality and we bring it into the church and it doesn't work. Why? Because the church functions like different from any other organization. It's a body. It's a, we're a part of the body of Christ. And the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he teaches us how to understand the church, and the church is a spiritual entity. And in the spiritual sphere, we're that body, just like he uses the analogy, the hand is connected to the arm. And it, is the movement of the hand, is it, is it the hand or is it the arm or is it the neurological system? Is what, what, it's all of that. We are the body of Christ. We're not individualized. Any part of my body that's separated no longer has life, or grows and he is saying that in order to grow in order to function in order to be what God intends us to be we've got to be a part of the body so the understanding the church is different from from the, the corporation you work for different from any club you're a part of 
It's different from anything we've ever had. We cannot impose upon understanding the church based upon any other human organization because God says the church is a body. And that's how it intends to function. And with that, there's a couple thoughts I want to leave in our heart today. The first thing I want to share with you that's on the Westover app, that growth happens best in community. God intends that growth happens best in community. It doesn't happen apart from community. If someone says, I can be a disciple by staying at home, you can, you can gain information, but true discipleship, true spiritual growth doesn't happen in isolation it happens in group the importance of a life group is is so vital to our spiritual development the bible says in ephesians 4 16 again using the knowledge of the body from whom the whole body the body of christ you're a part of that body each one of you i'm a part you're a part from the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. In other words, the hand is only strengthened because it's a part of the arm and the arm a part of the body. And there's different parts of the body that bring nutrients and strength that, that, that uh, through connection it grows and builds itself up. It doesn't happen in isolation. And here's what God is saying. Growth in the body of Christ, the church, happens best in group. From whom the whole body, the whole body, it builds itself up. You're saying, I tried it and it won't work for me. You're right. As long as you're disconnected. God wants everybody connected. And there's many of us, we're saying, I'm not growing in the Lord. I need a new Bible. I need a new app. I need to Google this. No, what you need is you need to be a part of a group, a life group. Growth happens in group. There's things that we cannot do and we will not achieve on our own. Ephesians 4, 16 says it only happens, growth happens in the body. And I have five guys out here that are going to help me illustrate this for a moment. Come on, guys. Join me out here on the platform. I picked five students from high school these guys are all looking for girlfriends they just haven't found any so if you want any of them door one door two door three you just i'm i'm just i'm just trying to minister to these guys right here not really uh, uh, isaac you're going to help me for a moment this this bucket right here this bucket this bucket of rocks this represents a burden this represents something that you struggle with insecurity a dysfunction from family history you don't like it but you feel like i don't know how to change it it's a habit it's an inclination it's a way of thinking it's something in our life we say i wish i could get past this i wish i could get past my my this fill in the blank i, I wish i could be a better person i wish i was more like that individual whatever it is whatever it is that bucket of rocks represents the burden, the frustration that you have. Now, here's what I want you to do, Isaac. I want you to pick that up, and I want you to hold that bucket out in front of you, okay? Just, yeah, there it is. No, hold it up. Hold, hold it up, buddy. <laughs> hold it up. There is some girl that's going to be impressed with how strong you are, okay? She's waiting. She's waiting. She's going to ask me your phone number if you can hold this okay well 
I'll help you with another guy next time, maybe, huh? You can't do that on your own. Doesn't, doesn't mean it can't be done. Just can't do it alone. So here's what I want to do. Isaac, I want to help you. I'm going to get a couple guys to help you. So I'm going to ask a couple guys to jump in. Let's see what three guys can do. Let's get, now, now lift that up. Hold it up. Hold it up. Yeah. Yeah. What, what one person couldn't do, but a team of people coming in can help us. But even with that, <laughs> even with that, I mean, it's, it, that's kind of how we go. We have good days and we have bad days. I think you guys need a little more help. Come on, guys. Come in there. Okay. You see, what we can't do on our own, we can do with others. Here's what Scripture says. One can put 1,000 to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. It's not an addition. It's a multiplication. Being a part of a group multiplies and it accentuates. You guys are doing great. Look at that. Thank you. You can put that down, okay? Every one of us, as it were, we have a bucket. You have a burden. Doesn't mean God doesn't love you. Doesn't mean God can't work in you. Here's what it means. There's an area that you're not as gifted and strong is, but there's somebody else that is. The whole body coming together and growth happens best in a group. And when we're with one another, we encourage one another. We build each other up. Denise and I have a life group. And in our live group, we celebrate moments. There's times somebody walks in and says, Pastor, I'll say to the group, guess what? My son got, his, got a scholarship, just got accepted, just got a promotion. Our daughter is going. This happened. We're celebrating that moment. And sometimes we walk into a life group moment and somebody said, you know what? I just heard. And Tuesday, I have a follow-up with the doctor at 1 o'clock. And people say in the life group, we're going to be praying for you. At one o'clock, I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to text you ahead of time. And I'm going to text you afterwards. And I'm going to pray with you. You're not going through that alone. And the prayer support and the friendship and just the circle of support around that person helps them through that. Every one of us, we have a bucket and we need people to help hold it. And every one of us, we should be helping somebody hold a bucket up, a burden in their life. And there's nothing more fulfilling than that. You grow by helping others grow, and you grow by others helping and encouraging you. Growth happens best in community. Number two I share with you, and that is togetherness creates betterness. Togetherness creates betterness at westover we have a saying we're better together you probably received this card and on that card it says one of our core values that we're better together the word together is found 484 times in the bible god has something to say about being together and togetherness truly results in betterness in our life here's what first corinthians chapter 12 verse 25 and 26 says let's just go back to it. it says so that there should be no division in the body but that its part should have equal concern for each other if one part suffers every part suffers 
And if one part is honored, every part is honored with that. So true, so true. That togetherness. That's what God wants for us. As the O African proverb says, if you want to run fast, go alone. But if you want to run far, go and run with others. It's interesting to me in the Bible, you go to the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. There are several scenes in the book of Revelation where we have a picture of heaven. And sometimes it's the redeemed of God singing in heaven. And sometimes it's angels singing in heaven. Next time you read Revelation, just pay attention to the places where they're gathered around the throne of God and they're singing. But what strikes my attention is this. Nowhere in the book of Revelation does anyone sing a solo. Hmm. They're always groups, if you please, choirs of angels or are a group of believers. Nowhere in Revelation is the redeemed ever singing a solo. They're always in a group. And the Bible says, and the throng stood before the throne and they sang unto the Lord. And it's almost like God saying, those who make heaven understand the power of togetherness and that they recognize togetherness, they get there not on their own merits and their own strength. They realize that the grace and the love of Jesus has redeemed them and the strength of others have helped them achieve that. That's what God wants for us. God sees a better you. And some of us are operating at a 4.5 and God says you're a 10.0. No, I can't do that, pastor. Not alone. I can't be that. Not on your own, but with somebody else. And God doesn't intend that we fluctuate highs and lows, struggling through the vicissitudes of life. God sees something better for you, and it happens in community. For a moment, let me speak to the men. Fellas, we were raised to, to do it on our own. No one's going to give you a free lunch. There's, you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You got to do it on your own. Your own. You got to achieve. You got to make it happen. You got to take responsibility. And that has worked in every part of our life except spiritually. For you see, the kingdom of God does not operate on individuality. We're a body. And there's some things that we do only because we're in community. And fellas, that individuality, that self-reliance has helped you in every area except your spiritual growth. And I will say you've gone as far as you can grow spiritually until we accept and we open up the kingdom of God is a body. Fellas, it's important to be in a life group. It's important to be connected. That's what God has, and that's what God wants for you. In the month of September, the entire month, we're going to do a life group series. It's our life group campaign. In the month of September, we're going to ask our life groups. Some of them meet once a month or twice a month. We're going to ask our life groups to meet at least three times in September, our life group is, Denise and I. Because we want you to get in the cadence of this and the new life group starting, we want you to get in the cadence of this to make the commitment to be together and bond and build that group. The emphasis in this life group campaign, I've entitled it Energy Boost. And some of us need an energy boost. It's, it's discovering our desire 
rediscovering our desire and recovering, restoring our hopes. And there are people that they've lost desire. They say, I don't even want to try it anymore. They, they, they just kind of put their dreams aside and packed it away and say, no more. Some have lost hope. Some have said, it's never going to happen in my life. It's never going to happen to me. You feel like, you feel like there's a dream that has passed you by in this series. We're going to be speaking to non-believers, believers, mature believers, and we're going to be summoning you. We're going to look at five different characters of the Bible and how they either recovered their desire or they restored their hopes. And it'll speak to you. And I want you, if you've got a life group, this is a great life group moment to invite an unbeliever to, a friend. Life group that already exists, open the door for others. And for those that would want to be in this life group, we're going to take, our, we're going to take the church in a journey next month that I think is going to be powerful and very personal. We're going to be looking at the story of, of different persons and how God stepped into their life and God took the biggest failure and mistake of their life and redeemed it and how God turned their life around and he'll do the same for you. You interested in life group? Room 100, immediately following our dismissal prayer. Would you stand together with me? Let's pray. Father, what a privilege it is to share, just open up. And we as Westover want to commit ourselves to connecting better. I realize as a church, we, we need to do better and help build bridges of connection. And one way we're going to do that is God is emphasize the, the biblical priority of togetherness in life group. We want to see men, we want to see families, we want to see young adults, we want to see teens, we want to see every believer connected in life group. And Father, that you would take this series through the next month and let it be a point of healing and restoration for people. Bless your people. Bless our life group leaders. And we commit, we commit ourselves to being a part of the body of Christ. Favor your people with your goodness today, I ask in Jesus' name, amen.